So I decided here to wait until Monday early afternoon to record this podcast coming off of uh, what was a disastrous weekend, really, um, for the Colts, obviously. Notre Dame barely gets a win. Purdue's back and forth craziness in a loss at Syracuse. IU does storm back. We'll talk all the football you want coming up here on the Tone of the Podcast, brought to you by Flooring is Forever, flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246 for all of your flooring needs with over 20 years of experience here locally in Indianapolis. Harley and the gang have you covered. If you're looking to upgrade the flooring in your home, office, lake house, school, they've got you covered, flooringisforever.com. I'm also going to discuss um, a little bit of away from the hype of all that's going on right now in football. The Indy Fuel leaving the Coliseum and going to Fishers. I'm going to give you some of my thoughts on that. I'm going to give you what I think um, could happen with that and what it means. Uh, we'll also talk um, maybe some baseball. I mean, I'm just, I could just talk baseball right now. I'm just kind of in that mood where the White Sox are coming up with three games against the Guardians. They're four games back, they control their own destiny. So I'm just ready to be disappointed once again by my Chicago White Sox. But let's go back to the Colts. Um, you know, I heard exactly what I didn't want to hear out of the Colts brass. And it was, we'll go back and look at the tape. We have to get better. You know, we're not too far away. We're, we're right on the cusp. We're going to turn the corner. Look, Pagano said a lot of that stuff when he was a Colts head coach. But I think Pagano got in some guys' asses too. I'm not sure Frank Reich's doing that. And somebody needs to get in somebody's asses. And look, the shit performance on Sunday, if you're not embarrassed by that as an NFL professional football player or coach or GM or owner, I don't know what else it's going to take. That's four straight games now going back to the end of the regular season last year that the Colts were favored in, that they failed to win. They're 0-1-1. And you know what? I know everybody's going to say this. And here's here's what makes a lot of these Colts fans so damn soft is this is what they say. Oh, it's only week two. Oh, well, we can still win the division. It's a weak division. No. It's a weak division that currently has one win, and that one win came against the Colts by the Jaguars, an absolute slap-your-ass game where they came out, win 24 to nothing. Trevor Lawrence looked like John Elway out there for the second straight game against the Indianapolis Colts in Jacksonville. I think he completed his first seven passes. It was literally every screen pass that that dude wanted, he got. The Colts offensive line, the highest paid offensive line in the NFL, got absolutely bullied, pushed around, shoved around. Matt Ryan didn't play very well. I know. And this is going to go back to the softness. But, wait, you know, Pittman wasn't there, and we didn't have our second option. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Jonathan Taylor couldn't even get going. You didn't even score against the Jaguars. Think about that. Did not even score against the Jaguars. 24 to nothing. It was the worst performance in the NFL on Sunday with the Ravens blowing a 21-point fourth quarter lead, the Browns blowing a lead to the Jets, the Raiders blowing a 20-0 lead at halftime to the Arizona Cardinals. It was the most embarrassing performance in the NFL in week number two. And look, I'm, I'm always going to, I do like Jim Mercer a great deal. Um, I know everybody's going to go to, oh, well, he's worried about his guitars and putting on. No, this dude wants to win. This dude wants to win. But there's only so much as the owner that he could do when he puts these people in position like the GM 
and the head coach. Um, yeah, I wanted somebody fired. You know, you got rid of the kicker last week. Hell, you didn't even need a kicker this week except for to kick off, and I think, I think uh, Sanchez does that. It was, it was awful. It was so hard to watch. I, luck, I listened to most of it, and Matt Taylor and, and, and Rick Venturi, and Rick Venturi was not happy, you could tell, on the Colts broadcast uh, in Sunday's loss, 24 to nothing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, there's got to be accountability. And I'm just, I'm so sick of hearing the, this is, this is what, this is what's wrong. This is, like I mentioned, I heard what I didn't want to hear. And it was, we're, we're right there. We're, we're, we're really close. We're not as far off as what you think. That kind of soft mentality is what's going to get you absolutely blitzed 48 to 14 of the Chiefs coming up and your home opener this Sunday. That's the kind of mentality that's going to have you 1 and 6 to start the season. And either, if you're 1 and 6, if you're 0 and 4, Ballard or Reich, one's got to go. Jim, flip a coin, one's got to go. I think Ballard's got to go first. I think Ballard's the first one to go. It doesn't really do much for you midseason to get rid of. The GM, but it does send a damn message, and it sends a really, really strong and stern message to the team and to the fan base that this will not be tolerated because the fan base right now is pissed. There's a lot of people trying to sell their tickets to Chiefs fans this weekend coming up when they come into Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday afternoon. There's a lot of people that are pissed that want to know that Colts team is going to come out on Sunday with effort, charge, to try to win a football game for the first time this season, for the first time since late December of 2021 for the first time in a very long time, that they're going to come out and show some effort that everybody in that stadium, all 67,000-plus that are Colts fans, paid their hard-earned money to go and attend to watch them absolutely get shellacked. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But I, I'm sick and tired as a Colts fan of hearing that we're right there. We're right on the cusp. And when the going gets tough, the, the tough gets going. It's, it's, it's like the old Pagano shit where it was – that all the chips are in, and iron sharpens iron, and this and that, and bullcrap, bullcrap, bullcrap. It's what it is. Go out and win a football game. Go out and get in somebody's ass. Make some adjustments. Make some adjustments during a game. When you're down 20, when you're down over at halftime, make some damn adjustments. There's no excuses. Yeah, you're down two wide receivers. Okay. Well, let's find Mo Alley Cox a little bit more. Let's get Naeem Hines going. Let's get in the offensive line's ass so Matt Ryan's old ass can actually scramble a little bit and maybe move downfield. You know, it's just, it just bandit after bandit after bandit. I'm not ready to just jump off the Matt Ryan bandwagon. I told myself, gosh, here we go again. Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, now Matt Ryan. The third straight time we're starting a season with a veteran quarterback that is on his last leg, so to speak. I mean, I know Carson Wentz had a pretty good week one last week, but then dismal yesterday um you know Jonathan Taylor back there I think this this is a perfect team to have a scrambling quarterback um you know I know nobody really wanted love out of Green Bay or maybe to go get somebody that can scramble but I would love to see a scrambling quarterback behind center you just look at what Kyler Murray has done um even Derek Carr we see what what Josh Allen does in Buffalo just to keep a play going with a scrambling quarterback but that's not going to happen anytime soon it's going to be Matt Ryan I'm not ready to jump off the Matt Ryan bandwagon just yet. Um, this team is 0-1-1. That sucks. That's a terrible feeling as Colts fans. And it sucks knowing that Kansas City comes in here next week to take on the Colts in the first home opener. Like, how do you get pumped for this? And, look, again, I know people are going to say, oh, well, Jim Irsay needs to sell a team. 
Jim Mercer is not selling a team. Jim Mercer wants to win. Jim Mercer wants to give back to the fans like he has. And is it an ego-driven thing where he's going to play his band? Yeah, but you know what? I had a blast. So, you know, if you want to knock it, you want to knock it. But what I know is you're staring 0-2-1 in the face of the Chiefs in town this weekend. Then you get the Titans who have struggled. You go to Denver. You're right back here with Tennessee, or with, uh, Tennessee and the Jaguars, a Jaguars team that we know um, has had the Colts number. I don't think it's all for loss in the season right now, but I, I would rather look back at week two and Colts, Colts fans and, and, and this coaching staff say, yep, we got in some people's asses. We yelled. We screamed. We fired a few people. We cut our kicker. But now we're sitting at five and three and one. Or now we're sitting at, you know, four, four two and one. Or wherever you're going to be, because there are winnable football games coming up around the corner, um, around after this Kansas City game. Which you know, honestly, I think as an NFL player and a coach, you're going, well, you know what? This is a giant wake-up call. We got to bring our A game against a Super Bowl contending team in the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that that is um, that is something that needs to be be of priority coming up um, here this this weekend uh, to play well against the Chiefs. Prove to yourself that you can win a football game or at least be in a football game against what you know is a team that is Super Bowl caliber. So uh, we'll see what the Colts can do this weekend. Um, but 0-2-1 is not good. 0-3-1 is not good. I know a lot of fans are pissed. I know a lot of fans uh, want answers. You know, they, they put their heart, including myself and all of us that are listening right now, we put our hard-earned money in the Colts, buying gear, whatever it is. Um, but we just want to see a better product on the football field. because, it, it, and, and here's why, and I know we're going to critique Ballard and we're going to critique uh, Frank Reich and this entire team, you know, as as Monday morning quarterbacks, as as we do. But these are all things that we knew were going to be a problem towards the end of last season and in training camp. The kicking team, the wide receiving core, problems. Some of these, I mean, Kenny Moore looked awful yesterday, and he's normally pretty damn solid. Hard to hear that when you turn on the Raiders game and Rocky Sin's playing pretty well. So just just play well this weekend, Colts. The UPS store in Fishers off of Olier Road. And, guys, is everything your small business needs to make that step to a larger scale business. Check them out today for all of your shipping and package and handling needs. The UPS store in Fishers off of Olio Road, right outside of Geis, right in front of the Kroger. Check them out today. The UPS store in Fishers. Check out their smiling faces for all of your packing and shipping needs. UPS store, upsstore.com. College football is wild. I think we all know that. It's no surprise. IU looked like dog crap for the first three quarters of that game, as they did really the first half of that Wyoming game. Another come from behind victory for IU. They moved to 3-0 and on the season. They beat Western Kentucky at the trailing by 10 in the second half. Great comeback for IU down at the Rock Memorial Stadium, as Don Fisher would say. Purdue, you know, Aiden O'Connell can fling that thing and he can throw it but the defense look I was equally as pissed off at that Purdue law I'm not as diehard Purdue as really I am like the Colts but Aiden O'Connell throws the pick throws the pick six down 10 two plays later down the seam touchdown gets him right back in it gets them the lead gets them the lead and then you've got a special teams coach unsportsmanlike penalty and an unsportsmanlike penalty on a player, 30 yards given on the kickoff, and with about 12 seconds to go, Syracuse punches that thing in, 
Um, you know, Purdue had one chance with about eight seconds left on the final play. Um, I'm all about firing people. I'm all about firing people and holding them accountable. I mean, that cost them the game. Purdue fought back, fought back, fought back. Aiden O'Connell, what a game. And then to have that happen, the Notre Dame uh, looked like crap for three quarters again, steps it up in the fourth quarter, gets their first victory of the season. Um, I think you know how I feel about Notre Dame. I'm a huge fan, but, uh, you know, this season, seven and five, I think would be would be a miracle. All right, um, so this was this is more an indie local thing, and if you're into this, great. If you're not and you don't care, that's fine as well. But it was announced last week that the Indie Fuel – who I enjoy going to games a great deal. I am not a diehard hockey fan, but I love to watch hockey. I love the NHL playoffs, um, and I live I live in I live in Broderpool, so it's it's a quick, easy, convenient way to just go do something on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, if nothing else is going on, or I get tickets, they have all you can eat nights. I love going to the fairgrounds. Um, for anything, we I went there a few weeks ago. I don't think I mentioned this for the All In Fest. Shout out to my radio friend Laura Steele who got me tickets. We went down on a Sunday night and saw Jim Fogarty, which was awesome because I love CCR. He played all the hits, um, had a blast, and then um, got to see Cage the Elephant, who I knew a lot of their songs, but wasn't like the biggest fan of. But they put on a hell of a show, and I hope that the All In Fest next year just gets promoted a lot better. Gets in the gets in the it gets into people's laps a little bit more in front of their eyes to go because um, I certainly enjoyed it. I thought it was a great time. Uh, we had a fun we had a fun time. There's probably 4,000 people there, maybe maybe less than that because of the rain. But it's probably how many tickets they sold for that Sunday. It was an all weekend fest. But anyway, so taxpayers of Marion County are paying for renovations at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. And yes, I, I'm sure that you're going to say, well, that's for the state fair and everybody goes to the state fair. Everybody should go to the state fair and take advantage of it. But now it's now something else that is on the grounds is being taken away outside of Marion County to Fishers. And, and, and this is not a knock on Fishers. And look, it's going to be a 10,000 seat stadium. And have they had a hard time filling the field house or at the fairgrounds? Yeah. Um, sorry, the Coliseum. It's not the Field House. I keep saying the Field House. The Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Yeah, they've had a hard time filling that for sure. Um, I think with moving to Fishers in a 10,000-seat arena, you could probably move up, move up a class, so to speak, move up in where you are as far as the league you play in. You would hope maybe, you know, the next level and you get some better competition, some better players, some more love from the Blackhawks and you can do something with that. So I do understand that, but, but, but I'm a little irked by the fact that they're moving outside of a very centralized location at the fairgrounds and moving it to Fishers. It seems like everything is moving north to Fishers, the suburbs outside of Marion County. So um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, um, but you know, less convenient for me to go to a game now, that's for sure. And, um, I'm sure it'll be great up at Fishers, and, and, and that community will will embrace that. But I do wish it stayed at the fairgrounds because I do like going to the fairgrounds. And, yeah, I know what you're going to say. The the, far, the Farmers Coliseum is a little bit outdated. But they've done a lot of renovations, and they're still doing a lot of renovations to the state fairgrounds. Uh, so I kind of hate to see that go. I believe it's 2024, 2025. But thanks to flooring is forever. 
everybody over at the UPS store in Fishers. Uh, we'll come back, and hopefully we're talking about the Colts at least having a breath of life against the Kansas City Chiefs. Have a great week. Stay, stay cool. It's supposed to be warm as hell this week here in Indianapolis.